Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Welcome to Gun Sports Radio, all about shooting, hunting, self-defense, and more. Now, here are the hosts of Gun Sports Radio, Dave Stahl and Lance Belkey. All right, folks. Hey, welcome. This is Gun Sports Radio, our basic human rights of self-defense. Show 119, if you can believe it. Go to our webpage, gunsportsradio.com, facebook.com, backslash gunsportsradio. You got a question, got a concern, we're wide open, we're transparent, we'll talk to anybody about anything as long as you're civil. This segment is brought to you by the Gun Range San Diego, 7853 Balboa Avenue, open 10 to 10, seven days a week. The Gun Range San Diego.com, the Gun Range San Diego.com. I call it the Nordstrom's of Gun Ranges. If you ever, ever, ever have a need to learn all about guns the right way by the right people, Gun Sports Radio is where you need to be. All right. Well, it's been a little bit of a jumbling uh, session today. Michael Schwartz uh, choked on a donut, so he couldn't come in. Oh, poor guy's illin. He's illin. Dave. He's illin with he's a donut. Illin. He's a. Should oh. hate the glaze, not the chocolate. He's, I tried to tell him. He's Dylan, but we've got our great <laughs> oh, sidekick yeah. here, Mr. Joe Dramisi. Hey, Joe and I, we rocked it out a couple of times uh, yeah. by ourselves. So. Yeah, happy to be here. And I talked to Michael earlier today, and you don't want Michael sitting in here See, with us today. Told you he had a donut and he shouldn't eat. Uh, I tried to tell him. <laughs> Sounded good anyway. You're tough. Anyway, hey, real quick, um, you know, thanks to all the vets out there. Yep. Yes, absolutely. This is the day that you should hug a vet, uh, so. whether he's active retired doesn't make any difference especially if you can find the vietnam vets really give them a big hug because they didn't get the love that that we're giving to our military today and i'm thrilled that our military is getting the love i was at paris auto speedway last night Uh. and they spread out a 60 by an 80 foot american flag brought all the vets out of the stands and we we opened up the flag that's fabulous Hey, you got a very, very special guest and a true friend of our show. Yeah, speaking of well-spoken and yes. knowledgeable folks here in uh, beautiful San Diego, California, we've got the mayor of Coronado, our dear friend Richard Bailey, hey. on the line. Hey, Richard, how you doing, buddy? Hey, good afternoon, all you guys. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're not doing as good as you. I was just thinking about it. You're the mayor of probably the coolest city in Southern California. It certainly is a great city to represent, and I count my blessings every day. <laughs> okay, I knew you did. I knew you did. And I saw <laughs> that uh, uh, that that vigil that you held over in Coronado for the uh, Thousand Oaks folks. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. We have a, a unfortunately we have um, a strong local connection to that. Yep. Um, to that tragedy, one of our uh, one of our long term long time residents, uh, he was twenty three year old young man uh, named Justin Meeks, who was a Coronado High School grad. Uh, back in, I think, 2013 or 2014, and had just completed his undergrad mm. at uh, Cal Lutheran, was um, among one of the victims of that shooting. So we held a candlelight vigil for for him and, and for all the victims of that awful, senseless tragedy. Yeah, yeah, which is a really, really nice thing to do. And uh, one of the things we, we're going to chat on the show today, but I think we're going to bring it up next time, is the fact that the California has a law that if you have a CCW, you can't walk into a place that serves alcohol only. And nor can the bartender choose uh, to, you know, arm themselves either um, uh, just because that's what the law is. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about election results. So uh, what do you got for us? Uh? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, the the saying all politics is local is, is certainly true. And uh, much like you saw at the national level where it was a bit of a mixed bag uh, for both Republicans and Democrats, uh, Democrats obviously uh, took over the House, but Republicans uh, look like they're picking up a couple of seats in the Senate. Here at the local level, it was a bit of a mixed bag for both parties as well. Uh, Democrats were able to uh, secure a a veto-proof majority um, with Jen Campbell um, defeating Councilmember Lori Zaff over in San Diego. And uh, so that'll be interesting to see how those dynamics play out amongst uh, the mayor of San Diego's office and the city council now that the Democrats will have a majority, uh, excuse me, a veto-proof majority. Up in North County, mm-hmm. you saw uh, Carlsbad Mayor Matt Hall uh, hold on to his seat against challenger Corey Schumacher. And uh, same over in uh, San Marcos. You actually had two council members, Rebecca Jones and Chris Orlando, that were vying to take over uh, the mayor's job. Uh, that was previously held by Jim Desmond. And Republican Rebecca Jones ended up prevailing in that seat. Uh, but one, one race that uh, I've been following very closely that's still yet to be decided is uh, the race for Escondido mayor. Uh, you have incumbent mayor Sam Abed hmm. um, up, up against uh, Paul McNamara. Right now, there have been over 28,000 votes cast and, or excuse me, counted, and the margin between those two is only 70 votes. So Sam Abed currently has a 70-vote lead over uh, Mr. McNamara, and it'll be interesting to see as more ballots get counted, and there's about 400,000 ballots left out um, that are still being processed right now, how that race, how that race ends up. Well, Sam's been a super mayor for all these years, so I hate to, hate, would hate to lose him. Oh yeah, he he's been he's been a great mayor. He is a uh, a very proactive mayor. I have uh, the honor of serving with him on uh, the Sandag board. Sandag, of course, is our regional transportation uh, agency, and Sam is always a very uh, outspoken representative for North County. He he's doing his best to make sure that North County and specifically Escondido uh, really gets its fair share of uh, local transportation dollars. So. Uh, personally, I'm hoping he prevails because I think he's a great representative from Escondido. And um, so that's kind of a mixed bag. You have you had a big Democrat victory in San Diego. They might pull this one off in Escondido. But you also had uh, Republican victories in the North County cities as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a bit some, um, I don't it's know. It's a mixed bag. That's that's about the best way to explain it. Not a red tide, not a blue tide. No, um, purple. I don't know. Have you been, Richard, you've been watching what's going on in Europe as far as with uh, Italy and um, some of the things happening over there. In reference to what? You know, I've been so tied up with uh, with local politics, both in Coronado and also regionally. I haven't been uh, following uh, the politics overseas as much. Yeah, it just um, yeah. The the other side. I don't like to use the other side's words. They they like to use words like nationalism because you know somehow mm-hmm. that you know it, it it sounds bad if you're That's being an American. But it's just not the word I want to use. But it's just the rise of these countries re- rebuking this lefty um, socialism, um, you know, uh, uptick that we've had over the last hundred years and they're getting rid of it. They're, they're trying to shrug it off. So it's not just uh, it's also in Sweden and as well as uh, a rise in France. And so a lot of the, the lefties over here like us to think that, you know, it's just a problem here in the United States, you know, all of us. And uh, it's not, it's a, it's a rebuking of in the world of what's happening, um, how the other side's uh, views are not working. And um, it's exciting. You know, and that's that, that's really what uh, elections are all about. And uh, you hope that campaigns on both sides 
are using a language that is accurate and fairly represents um, uh, both candidates or, or both both positions that are on the ballot. Um, unfortunately, you, you see throughout our country, and you also see here locally, uh, how how candidates can be portrayed in a in a in a different light than they actually uh, should be in order to kind of sway voters toward one side or the other. Um, and so I think it's incumbent upon all of us as, as leaders within our respective community uh, to set a higher standard for the dialogue that we engage each other with. And I think uh, the Trader Show does a great job doing that. Well, I appreciate the, the kind comments. Uh, Joe Dramisi and I were talking before the show just about how, um, you know, the, the media itself really has changed over the years. And it really isn't, um, you know, fair and balanced anymore. It's it's definitely, you know, one way or the other and running pretty hard that way, wouldn't you say, Joe? Yeah, I think so. And it's 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 interesting because um, I think the, the media generally were probably always, you know, tended toward the left a little bit. But um, I think in years past, they were professional enough to where, okay, yes, my political feelings lean this way or that way, but I'm a professional, I'm doing my job, and they tried to be as even-handed, I think, as they could. And um, we seem to have lost that now to the point where they're not even, it doesn't seem like they're even trying to fake it anymore. It's just they're, they're, they've decided that it's their job to support one side at the expense of the other side. And I think that's a, a bad kind of development for, for Americans because we depend on the media and, and the press to keep an eye on the government and to watch what they're doing and to call it out, um, you know, when they see them doing things they shouldn't be doing. And it seems like we've lost that. And um, I don't follow it so much locally anymore because it's too depressing. But what, what were your, your thoughts on that, Richard? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, you know, the um, – the purpose of the media, as you mentioned, is to serve as a as essentially a watchdog on those in power. And so if the media is losing its credibility, then it's harder for the general public to maintain trust in uh, these government institutions. Um, if they're hearing conflicting reports from multiple media outlets, who are they to believe? And I think we all we all have our own confirmation bias where we naturally want to seek out media outlets that kind of reinforce uh, the our own paradigms, um, and I think that that's unfortunate that we're we're losing the media is losing its credibility, um, and that in turn is going to lead to a loss in trust with many of our government institutions. Yeah, Richard, let me ask you something. Since you're the mayor, and that's that's a very you know that's that's a very important position. When you do a press conference, do you allow the media to yell questions at you? See, for some reason, that just bothers me to no end. I think it should be professional. You should raise your hand. You, the mayor, if you're, you should point to people and let them ask a question. How do you feel about the, the, the tie rates and the yelling and that's going on within press rooms nowadays? <laughs> well, you know, Dave, uh, fortunately over here in Coronado, we just try to keep, uh, keep our heads down, keep our nose to the grindstone, and really just uh, focus on uh, delivering results for, right. our, uh, for our community without – uh, necessarily having a lot of the, uh, the the press that you see at other uh, for other elected officials, but um, uh, of course your uh, your question is is uh, you know well pointed here. Uh, we, we were at a complete loss for civility, um, you know, from from the media to some of our elected officials. Uh, you're absolutely right. Respect needs to be a two way street here, 
And uh, I think we're starting to see that breakdown amongst uh, many at uh, the national level. And uh, and it's very unfortunate. I think it speaks to what we were just talking about, which is as the media loses its credibility, we're going to begin to lose trust in our institutions. Without a doubt. Well, hey, when you become mayor, I mean, when you you become president, I expect you to whip that White House press room into shape. But I don't want to see any more of this ridiculous attitude. (laughs) You got it. Civility all the way. You got it, brother. You got our vote 1,000 percent. All right, man. Hey, we're going to come over to Coronado. You're going to take us to lunch because that's a beautiful place to have lunch. Let me tell you. (laughs) It's on me. Looking forward to it. You're the man. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer, Gun Sports Radio. Don't you touch that dial. Welcome back on Sports Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer, Lance Pelkey in the house. Mr. Joe Dramisi is here as well. Michael Schwartz isn't feeling well. There's a Packer game on. Don't give me that. That's what it is. His wife made him sit on the couch and watch the Packer game. But, hey, we're having a great time, folks. And, uh, hey. Trident gunsmithing. If you ever get yourself in a situation where you need to work on your gun or if you need to find out if it's legal or not, you know anything at all about firearms, everything from black powder all the way up to today's, you need to go to Trident Gunsmithing. www.tridentgunsmithing.com. Give them a call, 858-577-0576. And if you're a hunter, that's even better. Hey, and if you ever need a lawyer, holy moroli, we got the man for you. John Dillon. From Gatsky, Dillon, and Balance, LLP. This guy can take care of all your legal needs. Uh, just go to cafirearmslaw.com, cafirearmslaw.com. And hey, how can you make your AR rifle legal and keep your features? Well, if you want your AR to have a pistol grip, telescoping uh, stock, foregrip, and still have a detachable magazine, Check out Cali Key. Yep, we just found out about them. Oh, my gosh. Unbelievable. Whether you're buying a new AR or need to make yours current AR compliant, Cali Key is a cost-effective, easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR compliant and future-proof your AR from all these horrible California gun laws. If you thought they were bad before, folks, it's just beginning. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. And last but not least, do any of you or your family keep a taser, pepper spray, firearms, or other weapons for personal protection? Do you have or are you going to get a CCW? Well, if you're involved in an incident, what is your plan to pay for bail, expensive lawyer costs? Well, if you join Firearms Legal Protection for less than $10 a month, You'll have peace of mind knowing a 24-hour hotline and legal representation is waiting for you and your complete family. That's Firearms Legal Protection. Go to www.firearmslegal.com, firearmslegal.com, or you can call them at 469-310-9100. And do me a favor. Tell them you heard it right here on Gun Sports Radio. Okie dokie, Smokey. Well, our good buddy uh, John Dillon couldn't be with us today. Nope. So, uh, Honeydews. Yep. And... um. You know, I was looking at the San Diego County Gun Owners um, blog, and then uh, I was reading an article that Joe recently uh, wrote, and it made me feel guilty because um, that was me. And what he was 
you're talking about, and of course he's going to bring it up, but just the fact that you know a lot of us have home defense weapons besides Rottweilers, Dave. And um, but how can we get to it? And a lot of us can't. And I was guilty too. So Joe. Well, yeah, I was um, the what I'd written about this uh, this last week was uh, can you access your um, your firearm in time to make a difference if something were to happen at home? And uh, the what got me thinking about that was I saw a news um, story uh, a week or two ago. There was a woman in South Carolina, and um, a guy had come up to her house and was pounding on the door. And it's interesting because um, you can see she had a, a security camera out on the porch. Mm-hmm. And they have the whole thing on video. And uh, I linked to the video in the article if you uh, check out the article on the I gun did. site. Yeah, it was cool. And you could see this guy pounding on the door, and you could see a woman walking back and forth behind him. And um, the guy pounds on the door for a while, and then he decides to just kick the door in. And he kicks the door open, and he steps inside. And at that point, the uh, homeowner, the woman um, who was home by herself with her three children, um, shot the guy and made the guy run out of the house. And fortunately, she had called 911, and the uh, police got there uh, soon enough to actually catch this guy and this woman um, outside. So, you know, after seeing that, I started thinking about it. And I remember um, how I used to be. I'm not this way anymore. But uh, when Mm -hmm. I, um, you know, first got back in the firearms and, you know, I bought these guns, I bought a a nice um, gun safe that I was very proud of had all my guns locked up in the safe safely right. or safely stowed away. And, um, I think part of, uh, what made me start thinking about it is getting more into the concealed carry and, and getting a mindset that was a little more aware of things around me. I started thinking about that and thinking, you know, if something ever happened here, I, I would never, the guns are useless. I might as well exactly. not have guns. And, uh, I would never be able to get to them. And if you talk to, um, to experts, the trainers, firearms trainers, people like that, you know, and uh, police will say the same thing. If if you have a gun in the house for personal protection or home protection, and um, if you can't get to it in two to three seconds, you might as well not have it. It's yeah. probably not going to be in time. Um, so now I do things a little bit differently now. You know, I, I uh, having talked it over with my wife, I make sure that we uh, we have that in the um, you know in the bedroom at night. And you know, the other thing I was. Um, what made me write about this a little bit, I was thinking a lot of people probably do this. A lot of gun owners have guns, they have them locked away. They're real safe, but they won't be able to use them. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, other things to think about, do you have a flashlight in the bedroom with you? Um, do you have a cell phone in the bedroom with you? If, if you did hear someone break into the house, can you hole up in the bedroom and call nine one one and just wait in there? Um, you know, or is your cell phone out on the kitchen counter charging? And, um, True. you know, I, it's, and the whole idea of writing these articles is just to get people to think about that stuff. Uh, I'm, I would imagine a number of people read that and were, were thinking the same way I was. Yeah, I've got all these guns and they're locked up. Um, another aspect of that is, um, there's another link in the article to a video, a public service video that was made uh, a couple of years ago, um, talking about the, um, the magazine, uh, capacity restrictions that we have to deal with. That was here. really enlightening. That yeah. was I saw I watched that video. I'm going, wow. Yeah, it's really well made. And a lot of the um you know, a lot of the, the laws actually, the gun control laws. The I don't alleged, think Dave has seen it yet. That video. But uh he'll certainly have a chance to. Yeah. Um but a lot of those laws make us less safe. Um, you know, even though the intent is to impede criminals, make us uh safer, they actually do the opposite. And this public service video um shows uh they do a an a, a um 
what they do is a home invasion. And you can see the, uh, and it's really well done. The, um, the bad guys are cast really well. I remember growing up with people that look that way. So I think they, they did a pretty good job. There's a public service video that I linked to on the article that Dave I wrote. Dave was sleeping, by the way. Yeah. Um, now I'll get my, my guest for next hour. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the video talks about the, um, the problems with the magazine capacity uh, laws. And um, they show a, uh, a couple of uh, guys breaking into this man's house. And the man sees him. You know, he looks out the window. He sees him uh, at the doorway holding a gun. So he uh, he has his wife call nine one one. He gets his gun out of the closet. The mm-hmm. guy smashes through the front door, pretty similar to what the the video looks like uh, in real life. Yeah. From the uh, from the woman in it's South really Carolina, well it looked pretty much like that. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy shoots at this uh, guy. He misses a couple of times. He hits him a couple of times. And they're they're showing the shell casings fall on the floor, and you can count them one, two, three, four. Um, he gets up to where the um, He's just about out. The other bad guy smashes through the window. It's coming in the house. He shoots one shot at him, and then you see the slide lock back because he was Which limited. Which empty. Yep. Yeah, and that was kind of the point of the video. But, and the other guy was armed. But, yeah, and so, uh, you know, the video ends uh, badly. But, yeah. um, you know, it's, these are things you need to think about, uh, people, because most people, I think a lot of gun owners that you talk to, they say their primary reason for owning guns is home defense. Yeah, a lot of people say that. I hear that a lot. Mm-hmm. And if the gun is not accessible to you quickly, then it's really not going to help you for home defense. So, um, yeah, it's you really- know, hopefully people will think about that. They'll take a look at the article and mm-hmm. uh, reassess well, and, maybe what they're doing and do something about it. Um, actually, uh, I was at Gun Range San Diego, and they have some nice little boxes. I was also on Amazon. And so there's some neat stuff. You know, it's got the little combos, bink, 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 and then it flies open with the lighting. And then uh, I was at Costco, actually, and they have a really nice uh, um, box to, uh, safe to store uh, that you could just bolt right to something, and you hit the little combo deal, and the thing comes flying open, and that was like 79 bucks. Yeah, unfortunately, we have lots of options like that nowadays, and everybody's situation is a little bit different. You know, if you're a younger family, you've got kids around the house, you have to think about that kind of stuff. Yeah. How is your home laid out? I mean, my home is pretty small. If someone breaks into my home, they're going to be on us in a couple standing of seconds. looking at you. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, um, you know, but different options are available. Like you're saying, the lock boxes that open yeah. up pretty quickly. Um, you know, if the kids are out of the house, maybe you don't need that kind of thing in the at least at night anyway. Sure. Um, you know, but everybody's a little bit different. But we have lots of options. And the, the important part, I think, is to think about it and consider it. You know, you don't want to be thinking about it after the incident happens when yeah. you're cleaning up. Well, it is. And also, too, like for concealed carry. So if, if you have concealed carry... And you're in your car, for instance, you know, with your loaded weapon, you're illegal to do that. And then, for instance, you're going to you're going to walk into a place, a public building that you can't take it. You need to be able to secure it in your car. Yeah, because you can get a you can get a ticket for not securing it in your car. You have to secure it in your car. So you need something to lock it up in there as well. So there's some really good options for that that I've I've recently found out about. Yeah. And fortunately, like I said, we're uh, living at someone described it as the golden age of concealed carry. And, you know, it really doesn't seem like that in California so much. I don't know where that came from. But in the rest of the nation, I think we're over 17 million now concealed carry uh, people in the United States. Mm -hmm. But there's lots of stuff out there. I mean, um, I picked up something called a console vault uh, that fits right in the the console and it, it locks up. It's made out of steel and it's great for that. Yeah. Terrific. All right. Well, hey, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Sports Radio, and we got our buddy Casey coming up. 
He is from Gun Range, San Diego, right there at 7853 Balboa Avenue in San Diego, 10 to 10, seven days a week. I like calling it the Nordstrom's of Gun Ranges. All right, let's take a quick break. This is FM 961 AM 1170, The Answer, Gun Sports Radio. Don't touch that dial. Hey, welcome back. This is Gun Sports Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. We are the only gun show in San Diego County that I'm aware of. And we're a big supporter of Gun Range San Diego right there at 7853 Balboa Avenue. com is the key to the door for you to check out all the services and all the fun stuff that's going on at the Gun Range San Diego. I'm serious. You really need to check this place out. Hey, and we got uh, the expert over there. Casey is on the line, and he's going to tell us about the grand day, December 7th. It's right around the corner. How you doing, Casey? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? I'm not doing too bad. You know, just talking radio, and you're over there working hard. Oh, he's a Marine. Well, he should be working hard. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good day. It's a beautiful Veterans Day. So, yep. from here at Gun Range San Diego, we just want to thank all of our veterans out there but thank you for your selfless service to our country no problem and they didn't give you the day off oh man what's up with that should have been day off with pay at the beach he's a marine yeah i was at the beach yesterday but you know i volunteered for this so you know it's a good time i volunteered to join the military just like the rest of us and you know being thanked is nice but you know at the end of the day we volunteer you know i don't expect any handouts or stuff like that and you know i'm just i just want to serve my country a lot of us that did that we answered our call and after that i'm perfectly fine with what i did and you know what you bring up a really good point too because you've i don't know of anybody that was in the military demanding you to thank them for being in the military Mm -hmm. you notice Mm -hmm. that yeah you know and well there's don't get me wrong there's some bad eggs out there where they think you know they think that because they served don't get me wrong serving the military was a very hard time yeah but we also all volunteered for it you know like nobody was Nobody forced us to do this. So when people say thank you for your service, I always say thank you for your support. Right. And that's the easiest way because I don't want to say, oh, you're welcome. You know, it no. just doesn't sit right with me. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I'm the same way. And mm-hmm. I was in an era when it wasn't all that good back in the 60s. You know, the, yeah. the, the Vietnam era and everything and all, all the, the, the turmoil that was going on. And I'm so, so, so thankful that we treat our military properly today. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I'm just thrilled to death. And I still, every time I see that Budweiser commercial, just kills me. When they're coming <laughs> yeah. through the air, when they're coming through the airport, that is just, the yep. most, that's the best. Yeah. And I don't even like Budweiser. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> yeah, back to work. Time. Yes. <laughs> grand old time. So that is coming up December 7th. Um, we're going to have a bunch of periodic weapons from World War One, World War Two, Korea, Vietnam. So we're going to have like a bunch of great guns. We're actually going to open up part of the rental range to shoot some of these, which is going to be a great time. But one of the bigger ones that we have coming up, which is actually this Saturday, is going to be our four-year anniversary of being the gun range San Diego. And what we're doing is a sale on all guns we have in stock, and it's going to be at 4% over dealer cost. So that's better than, you know, the boy discount, everything. You won't find a better deal in San Diego during that time. That's I mark my calendar. And all day. Mark, Joe Demisi, did you mark your calendar? Of course, I marked my. He calendar. He doesn't have to mark it. He's, <laughs> he's memorized it. Well, I think 
I've got to get. I'm going to go down myself because really? I well because I went to a different gun store when I was buying guns for my home. What? Hey, and my wife and I know Manny says he can help. Manny says he can fix it. Manny says he can teach my wife to to rack a nine millimeter. But my wife cannot rack that nine millimeter to save your life. She can hit a she can do a, a six shot grouping the size of a fifty cent piece, but she can't rack it and she's never shot a gun in her life. Don't mm-hmm. even get me started. So I'm gonna go down there because at the at the prom, she found a gun that Gun Range San Diego oh, had good. on display that it's a revolver and she just fell in love with it. So I'm probably gonna be down there. <laughs> No, nope, we'll have it for you. Well, there, there's not going to be anybody else there, right? It's not going to be crowded or nothing. I don't have to. Uh, no, no, you know, that would probably be pretty empty. So, yeah, <laughs> you just come on in and I'll, we'll be here. I'll be there at uh, uh, 959. Oh. How's that? It'll probably be, it'll probably, uh, yeah, it'll probably be a line by then. I'm not going to lie. It's probably going to be a good day. Yeah, we're having I have all hands on deck. We're yeah. already dishing out. Like, we're going to have the guys that are best at the paperwork doing the paperwork. All right. Guys that are going to be running back and forth from the printers. It's going to be a oh, beautiful day. Yeah, just take a nice nap before you go down. <laughs> and and the thing of it is, correct me if I'm wrong. There's no limitation on firearms that are going to be sold at this four percent uh, deal, mm-hmm. right? Every single gun we have in stock, we can wow. sell. So wow. if we have them in stock and you know, display models, everything we can sell them. If we run out of them, we can't necessarily order them at that price. But that's why we stocked up before. Sure, sure. And what about ammo? Because I know I got a thousand rounds from you guys. We do. We do bulk ammo sales. Okay. All right. So that deal's still going on as well. Uh-huh. That's excellent. Yep. Yeah, because the issues with dealing with uh, California ammo sales, you can't purchase them online. So we keep bulk ammo in and match it almost identical to what you'll find on online prices. Yeah. And so that's one of the things we like to do here, just because we know how hard it is to feed your firearms out here, especially when you have a trigger finger like me. <laughs> I'm always going through rounds, and I'm just always stocking up. So right. that's why we keep it that way. It's constantly we have shipments of ammo coming in. So sure. we're that, good. Yeah, that and that's and that's awesome. And, and that has a lot to do with the ownership. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. starts at the top, trickles all the way down, and and. Yep. Veronica, uh, I mean, just does such a phenomenal. In fact, you'll see her folks most likely out front signing you in on Saturday. <laughs> That's true. She'll I, probably, yeah, she'll be here for that. That's knowing Veronica, she'll be here. I've seen her do it before. I thought, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think I was talking about, I said, hey, Lance, where's the owner? Oh, she's the one out there signing up all the people coming in yeah. the door. Because well, when when the gun range first, uh, when the gun range San Diego first started, that's what she was doing. Right. So she's working out there out front. And, you know, old habits die hard. She'll sure. be back in the office, and knowing her, she'll get a little bored, and then she'll just run out there and just start taking over. Like, all right, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. got it. Well, she likes people, not paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, she's, she's a lawyer by trade, so uh, nobody, nobody yeah. that's done law it likes paperwork. Yep, exactly. Hey, Casey, I got to tell you, I like your um, the videos you're doing on Instagram. Yeah, yep. I'm, uh, I took over our social media, so that's actually one big thing is for all the listeners out there is actually start following our social media. We're going to be posting a lot of our sales and deals on our social media. Yeah. Um, we're we're going to start doing, like, rental of the week, gun of the month, various other stuff like that. So it's important to follow that so you can keep track of what we got going on. Well, plus the and action shot. Do- you had you had Mike, you know, what, what, what was uh-huh. he shooting a SIG or something? Yep, that was a new SIG P365. Yeah. So yep. that's that new compact from SIG. We have that on our rental range for people to test out, and if law enforcement want it, they can also come get that in. He looked really um, happy shooting that. it. Yeah, yeah. We actually have the Hudson H9 in too. I haven't. 
that, shot that, that newer one that came out from Hudson. It has a very, very right. low bore axis on it. That thing is smooth. Excellent. And you guys, uh, I, the, uh, the Uzi video was cool too. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. We got a new Uzi carbine in that thing is, I think it's a tank. It, it's going to take a beating and it's just fun to shoot very easily. Even though we have, a, even though, you know, we have to have a blade on it, it is still very, very comfortable to shoot. Yeah. And then, uh, you guys still have those, uh, Ruger PC nines for sale. PC-9s, we do. Oh, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. yes. The 9mm yeah, rifle. We keep, we keep a plenty of those stock. What's cool about the PC-9 is they use Ruger mags, or they actually come with the adapter that you can use your Glock mags in it. That's what I use. I use the Glock mags. That thing is just mm-hmm. fabulous. Yep. So if you want a Glock and you're looking for a 9mm carbine, the PC-9 is a really good one to go for. Yeah, speaking of fabulous... Okay, now, what, what's go that? Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say about the PC-9, it's yep. actually a breakdown rifle, so you could break it in half and throw it on your backpack when you're going hiking or, you know, whatever else you want to do. It's very compact and That easy thing is use. a lot of fun, and it's it's mm-hmm. accurate as heck. And I just put a little, oh, yeah. not a super expensive red dot on it, and I was out there at um, the barbecue for Sedico County Gun Owners and with the ARs, mm-hmm. and I'm just knocking stuff down just left and right like I knew what I was doing. That thing is just a fabulous oh, rifle. Yeah, yeah. and we We're see a uh, really good job on that. Well, we see a lot of that, too, because uh, I shoot weekends up at Pala, the USPSA uh, matches, and mm-hmm. um, they've started the last couple of years doing the pistol caliber carbines. So there's there's people shooting the 9mm rifles. Yeah, and, I like uh, that. And they look, they're yeah. a blast. I mean, they're really fast. Um, they it's hit everything power, they're shooting it's like, at. It's yeah. like a twenty two. It's they're just, they're just fabulous. Yeah, they look like a lot of fun. And you guys have a terrific yeah. price on that thing, too. Yeah, we, we keep those ones fully in stock just because they are fun. I mean, you know, 5.56 is always fun to shoot, too, but it's a little bit more expensive to shoot. And if you're already running a Glock and you have Glock Max, you can get this uh, PC9 carbine, you're going to have a great day. I mean, yep. even though it is 9 mil, you're still going to be able to reach out and have fun with it. Like, I have people come out to my range, and we shoot 100 yards with them, and it's just fun. Yeah, because I, I run my uh, my Glock 19 and Glock uh, 17, and your 34 is uh-huh. probably, you have 34, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, yes, that they would fit in there too. Hey, real quick, I want to give a, a shout out to your guy uh, John that does your CCWs over there. He just yeah. does an amazing job. So the folks, anybody out there that are considering getting a CCW, call Gun Range San Diego. They got their guy John, who's just an amazing guy that does their CCW courses there, and a very thorough. Gives you a really nice book and uh, does a very good job, and has a heck of a background too. The guy's a former sheriff, uh-huh. so um, he did an amazing job for us. So yeah, when it comes to CCWs, John, he's a good, he's a guy to go to. He is the guy to go to, and then you guys have all the accessories too, because I know Joe. When you got your CCW, then you're going, oh man, how am I going to carry what I'm going to carry? So you start going through holsters, uh-huh. and you got a big bucket full of them. Yeah, and that was a whole new learning experience. <laughs> and I always read that too. It's like uh, everybody that gets into it I says you're going to get a drawer full of holsters yeah. at some point. That's exactly yeah, what happens. I'm way ahead. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Well, you know, because everybody's different, but body type different. So sometimes a whole set works for me isn't necessarily going to work for you. And it really depends on if you're carrying CCW, so where you want to carry. Um, yeah. Some people like to do appendix. Some people like to do, you know, three o'clock or four o'clock, five o'clock. Some do it's in the smaller back. So, I mean, we try to keep a variety of holsters on. If we don't have the exact one you want in, we can order it in instantly. Like it'll be here within a week. <laughs> Yeah, and look look how much Casey knows. I mean, the guy is just like this wealth of information. I mean, maybe it was because he was born in a Jeep in beautiful Alpine, California. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, he's just, yeah. he, look at it. So when you guys, when you're looking for some kind of product or service or just answer, you know, some questions or whatever, you know, call Gun Range San Diego, give Casey a call or just drop on down there, right? 
That's true. I'm usually here. I'm roughly here about five days a week. So, what's your shift? Are you working evenings or days, or what are you doing? Uh, I usually I usually work evenings. Okay. All right. All right, buddy. Well, thank you very, very much for taking time out of your day and calling in. We surely do appreciate it. Love your show. And we will talk to you down the road, my friend. All right. I'll see you guys on Saturday. All right, man. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks. All right, folks. Hey, we are going to take a small break right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. I'm Dave. He's Lance. And we'll be back in a moment. Folks, hey, welcome back. FM 96, 1 AM 1170, The Answer. This is Gun Sports Radio. Hey, how can you make your AR rifle legal and keep your features? Well, if you want your AR to have a pistol grip, telescoping stock, four grip, and still have a detachable magazine, check out Cali Key. We found out about it, and oh my goodness, you will not be disappointed. Whether you're buying a new AR or need to make your current AR compliant, Cali Key is a cost-effective, easy solution that will allow you to keep your AR compliant and future-proof your AR from all these horrible California gun laws. Mm-hmm. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y, K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right. Well, Michael Schwartz is not here today. He's a little under the weather. But that doesn't mean Sam the Gunman is not on the line all the way from the East Coast, and we are going to try like heck to stump this guy. Oh, no, Lance, I'm going to let you do it. I all can't right. read your writing. Okay. Well, this, this is Mike Schwartz. Sam the Gunman, how you doing, my brother? Outstanding. How are you? I'm doing terrific. How's that weather there in Virginia? Uh, not too bad. It's cooling off. It's uh, We had a beautiful day today. I love Excellent. it. You go shooting? Uh, no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's still early. Gotcha. Well, listen, uh, in honor of the uh, Veterans Day, and this is for Navy, uh, Navy vet rights. So here we go. World War II warships had large guns, two of them designated as 16-inch 50 caliber and 5-inch 38 caliber. What did the term caliber signify? Um, okay, that's a tricky one. Uh, I believe... Caliber in this context signifies the length of the gun barrel in, um, like, the number of calibers. I'm not good at explaining this, but, like, um, a 5-inch, you said 5-inch 38 caliber. That's right. So I I guess the barrel length is whatever 38 times 5 inches is. That's exactly it. Yeah, according to this, the the answer is 16 inch is the the diameter of the bore, 50 indicates the length of the barrel is 50 times the diameter or about 67 feet. And if I may say so, I'm not, uh, I I don't know a whole lot about naval vessels, but I believe um, these examples are referring to Iowa class battleships. I think Michael is just getting bummed out that we can't catch you. So he's going, he's digging deep in the barrel, you know my friend. I was pretty good with him saying that, uh, you know, that he wasn't good with Navy ships and stuff like that. Right. But then now he's starting to one up it with his Iowa class. So I'm going to do a follow up question. Okay. What's I was going to let that one lie. Yeah, and by the way, he did really good on that one. But now I've got a second question. So 
That being the case, then, what is the weight of the projectiles of the 16-inch gun, and how far could they go? Uh, the weight of the projectiles, yes. I don't know offhand. Like I said, I don't, I don't know my uh, naval vessels that well. Okay, well, we were pushing the limits on that one. So the- in terms of range, um, uh, far over the horizon, they, they, they actually needed spotter planes to help them land their shells on target because the, the horizon, even if you're up on the bridge of a ship, is only a few miles away, and they could go out to you know more than ten miles. Right. I, I don't like yeah. I said. I don't know exactly how far. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yep. Well, yep. Sam, I'm your new agent, and we're going to start getting you paid because you need to get paid for all this. Let's hard pay work. him. Uh, let's get Michael Schwartz to pay him an In and Out Burger uh, certificates. Well, they don't have In and Out. That's back the there. idea. Oh, he's trying to drag <laughs> you out to California. I see how that's rolling. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thank you very much, and we appreciate all your insight. And today is a is a wash. I don't think that was a fair question, being I'm the host of the show, because you've never stated that you are a you 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 know you are an expert in military armament. So you get a pass on that one. I think he did it really good. Well, yeah, he still got ninety percent of it right. He did, and over and horizon, you tried he was to right. trick him. It was over ten miles. You know, they have a range up to roughly twenty four miles. And by the way, the projectile is is uh, rumored to be somewhere between. 1,600 and 2,400 pounds. Well, that's why they use machines to load the load the, uh, yeah. the, the weapon. Have, were you ever on one of those? I was on the New, New Jersey yeah. one time. Yeah. Oh, I've been on ships, yeah. but I was in the Army. I don't gotcha. like sitting yeah, out I've the been water. Yeah, I've been Amazing stuff. Look anyway. at me. I was on submarines. We just shoot oh at them. Oh, my God. You were on a submarine. Were you a sub guy? So that's what's wrong with you. Okay. That's right. I was a steely-eyed killer of the deep. Yeah. And what <laughs> what what vintage ship? I mean, the old uh, diesel battery, or did you Actually, get- um, I was on a, a 637-class attack, a nuclear attack sub. Oh. But then I had transferred. I, I spent a year on one of the last diesel boats on the Blueback. <laughs> Because uh, somebody told me they never go out to sea, which that turned out to be bad information. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. but that's what I fell for. Yeah. Well, gotcha. they just needed somebody over there. All right, Sam. Thank you very much. Have a great uh, Thanksgiving. I'm sure we'll talk to you soon. We'll talk to you next week with another titillating stump, the Stan, the gunman. Thanks. Have a good evening. You too, buddy. Take thank care. You. Yeah, it was beautiful. You're in, the, in a submarine, huh? I was. Wow. What yeah. years? Uh, from, let's see, 75 to 81. Okay, yeah, so you were in nuclear power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I, w- I was on the Jefferson City as a guest. Oh. They picked us up and took us out there and did the, you know, drop down the 650 feet, and then they um, then they come, you know, plunging up, but not so much going up as fast as they did, like, you know, because like of the, in the, Hawaii, movies, the they Hawaii did the deal. emergency blow. They just right, but I'll tell you what. So then we're all standing around, and the thing's the size of a living room. It's huge. And so then it's, okay, you know, who wants to go up the conning tower? And and so, you know, a couple of us, there was four of us, and we said, okay, you know, we're going to do that. That thing is, you know, like way up there. So they had this harness. So they're putting people in these harnesses. I go, you know, what's this for? So I'm looking at the conning tower. I think, crap, I need that that the harness just to protect me from going up that thing, you know, because you had to go up this big old ladder, ladder and yeah. turn around the other way and go up the other ladder. And then when you get to the top, it's this hole, and you have to reach out outside of the hole to pull yourself up and out of this thing. And once you do, you're standing up there with some guy with a 30 or 50 caliber or whatever it was. And then, you know, some guy driving the, uh, driving the boat. And then, the, then they hook you on to the side of the submarine. So the idea of that stupid, you know, harness was, I f- found out was basically if you fell trolling, you're going to hit the side of that submarine so hard, you're going to break every bone in your body. And that way they just don't have to go find you. 
Yeah, it was a lot easier to do the, the recovery. Retrieval, right. yeah. retrieval it was a body vest. retrieval deal. But I got to tell you, it really, really was uh, really stunning being up there. Just, you know, me and the guy in the 50 caliber and the whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah, but can but, you imagine? And then I got to get off. But can you imagine being out there? What's what's terror duty in a submarine when you're out to sea? Um, it, it depends on what you're doing. I mean, on a fast attack boat, we used to go out. We'd go out for a week, come in for a week, go out for a month, come in for two weeks, go out for two weeks, come in, you know, for a little bit. Um, and then every year or two, we would do a Westpac where we would go out and they would do what they used to call spec op out there where you would do stuff that they say they don't do. And, um, you know, you could be down really the only limitation is how much food can you carry. Right. And, uh, you know, the, some of the spec ops we did were, were probably more than 60 days, maybe approaching 80 days, 90 wow. days, something like that. So it just depends on how much food you can That's carry. That's exactly why I joined the army. I like dirt. I like my feet on the ground. Wow. I want to get a Whataburger. You ever had a Whataburger? I have. Is it any good? No. They try to compare know. it. They try to compare it to In and Out. No, I would say In and Out was okay, better. At least in the one I had anyway. Yeah. Hey, before we forget, I know we're getting close to the top of the hour, but I like throwing this commercial out for Firearms Legal because I got to tell you, folks, for $10 a month, yeah, you're crazy not to be proactive for your whole family. Well, with all the stuff we talk about all the time, I, I know. And, and you know what? In my attitude, I mean, something as simple as a taser, pepper spray, that could get you in trouble. It if, does, if it's, right? If it's in the wrong hands, or if a police officer happens to you know make an issue out of it, you know, I guarantee you, you're never going to win an argument with a police officer. It just isn't going to happen. I don't care what the mm-hmm. situation. So, right. you need to be protected. $10 a month. Ever since I started doing this commercial, whenever I go out for breakfast, lunch, I've yet to be able to get out the door for 10 bucks. So I figure if I could just hold back one meal, I can protect my family for, a, for what, a year? Or it's a month, $10 a month. $10 a month. Plus, they got a really cool app. So yeah. it has a ton of information on there, right. you know, as far as, oh, can I carry my gun in my car and all this other stuff. So Right. And if you do get in trouble, you might end up getting John Dillon as your representative because he's part we of have fire him on the show too. firearmslegal.com. That's firearmslegal.com. Give him a call, 844-357-9400. Any question you may have, if you can't find it on the website at firearmslegal.com, call him. They're more than happy to chat with you. There's a backup number of 469-310-9100. I recommend you go to firearmslegal.com. It's an easy site to to navigate, and it'd be much better to be educated and safe than to uh, get yourself into a sticky situation. Thanks, Adam. No, and that's, and that's something, too, all gun owners should really consider and think about. And we've written about this in the past, too. Right. It's um, not just for concealed carry, no. but no. if you own a gun at all, because even if you do everything right, if you something happens and you have to use that gun, even if you do everything right, it's going to cost you a boatload of money that's just to right. go through the process. That's right. $10 a month is, is a great deal. It's totally changed. Hey, by the, by the way, San Diego County Gun Owners.com, we want to thank them for all their support. The Gun Range San Diego. CAFirearmslaw.com, that's uh, John Dillon's, uh, Gasky Dillon and Balance LLP. Firearmslegal.com, which I just mentioned. TridentGunsmithing.com, takes care of all your, your weapons and helps you if you're a hunter. And last but not least, CaliKey.com. All right, does anybody want to explain why six failed? 
I mean, oh, I think it was the way it was written. Uh, that did, was, were you it was, confused? Yeah, it was torpedo. It was, it was definitely, a, a, you know, they wanted a torpedo, and that's just basically how they did it. So. Are you saying Californians are ignorant? No, but I think Can't the tide's read. turning, though. The tide is turning. Joe and I were talking about this. We'll talk about it next week on the Let's show. Let's do it. But the do tide that. is turning. All so right, folks. Hey, support all of our advertisers, and we'll support you. Don't be uh, reactive. Be proactive. And always tune in every Sunday, 4 to 5, KCBQ and FM 96.1 for the best darn gun show. And thanks, Joe, for showing up. Oh, uh, we always thank Joe for showing up. And you're welcome. he's a great guy. He All is. right, folks, stay tuned. we got another show coming up. San Diego Off-Road Coalition. You're going to want to hear it. Cool. Gun Sports Radio is sponsored by Love Radio Network.